0: Welcome back to 3 Point Play. It's Saturday, April 1st, 2023. You know what that means. It is the start of the Final Four. We have the two Final Four games on today. Six oh nine is FAU San Diego State, then about half an hour after that one, Miami against UConn. I'm um, Justin Nicosi alongside Patrick Hauger and Jack Keenan. And guys, we're at the end of the tournament. It feels like it's flown by, but I mean, this is this maybe the craziest tournament you've ever
1: watched? I'm going to say so in terms of the pod, get the ratings up. I think it's it's up there. I mean, just all the one season, no one or two season, the Final Four. Or three. Or three, True. I mean, just unpredictability. Maybe it's not the best in terms of, like, you know, last year we had all the Blue Buds, Villanova, uh, Duke, UNC. And now we have, you know, the underwhelming teams, I guess, in terms of, like, the national presence. But I'm excited for it. should be fun. And, yeah, craziest tournament I've seen so far.
2: Yeah, I was going to say definitely probably the most unpredictable one. I don't think anyone saw uh, FAU going to the Final Four, at least a very small San Diego State, bro? That's what I'm San saying. San Diego even State that. too. Like, Miami was kinda out of nowhere too. Like, I don't know. I know you're we're big on the U here, fellas, but I don't think went yeah. really was crazy confident that they were gonna make it all the way to where they're at now. But
0: No, I didn't have them going this far either. I had them losing in the Elite Eight, which was further than most people had, but to have yeah. them have them UConn. San Diego State and FAU all make the Final Four. It's, it's absurd. I mean, UConn is like prison, but... the least crazy, but
1: the three of them are like party schools. Like when you go to like spring break, you go down there. Yeah, FAU, yeah. FAU especially. And yeah. listen, I'm not going to say anything, but if you guys check the weather outside, it's very nice out. I'm not sure if God's picking sides, but yeah, it is nice go, out I'm, here. I make a beautiful day yeah. out. It might be. Yeah.
0: I don't know. We'll see what that boats for. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's also equally as nice of a day down in Houston, down in, uh, you know, both Miami and uh, Boca Raton where both FAU and Miami play, obviously. But I don't know. I mean, these games are are not what everybody expected heading into the tournament, like we we just said. And it it's weird because you've got these two different sides of, like, the coin in terms of, like, how this viewership might be. Yeah. Because on one hand, you don't have any of the blue bloods. You don't have the big names. You don't have the Dukes the UNCs, the Kentuckys of the world in this that would usually bring in the big audiences because those are the schools that everybody recognizes. But you also have some of the best stories in the sport uh, with, again, no top three seeds, a couple of five seeds, a four and nine seed. It's. its I'll be interested to see how the ratings go. Apparently the uh, the ratings from last weekend were not as big as uh, the first weekend. I think it's the first game, gonna,
1: the first game, San Diego State FBU is going to, be one of the lowest in the last decade or something like that.
0: Yeah, it probably will be. I, I agree think, with you because it's two brands that nobody I, I totally really, agree.
1: yeah. But the, the college basketball fans would stir yeah, a lot of. Right. Well, no problem watching it, so exactly.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then everybody will watch the national championship game, uh, anyways. But
1: I think Miami UConn that, that might think that's a great game. I think, it is a great I mean. game. I obviously that's the nine o'clock game for a reason, this and that, but I think that would be strong in terms of the, the of ratings. I agree.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see. I mean, we'll
1: find out at some point. But uh, let's start let's about... Just, pray for, just before we start, pray for two good games. There's nothing worse yeah, than, you know, exactly. waiting two all week for a... the Final Four and then, yeah, two a non-competitive games. So, I just hope for close close games. Some overtime. Maybe, oh, maybe i predict one of them. I think I got Definitely, it. Definitely.
0: I think you have to. You have to. You've been doing okay. it all year. you got to do it again. <laughs> but let's start just by going over what happened in Elite Eight, the last round of games that happened last weekend. FAU, the nine seed, beat Kansas State seventy-nine to seventy-six. It was a shame. Kansas State was who I was really pulling for uh, at that point. It's an interesting game. I I really think that Kansas State kind of got hosed by the refs quite a bit. There was the uh, time where in, in the first half where Keontae Johnson got elbowed in the face and he got called for a foul, and then uh, the the three point attempt or the, the foul that he had on the three point attempt. I forget who shot it, but uh, it was also, I didn't think, close to a foul. I think on the broadcast they even said it. That put him into early foul trouble. And without Johnson, there were points where the offense didn't have too much flow. Obviously, Marquise Noel had a crazy Marquise Noel game once again. It's a shame that you – know, and 30-12 he had, but it's a shame that uh, that's the last game that we're going to see of him in a college uniform. But, I mean, again, good credit to FAU, though, for – I mean, they, they won the game. Obviously, they – Shot pretty well. They shot nearly 40% from three, 48% from the field. And they were able to hold off a really good Kansas State team and advance to their first Final Four. So, I mean, it's a cool story for FAU. I mean, I think their run is a little bit, like, I, I don't want to, like, disparage it too much. But, I mean, the run is a little bit Mickey because you have the the Memphis game where they didn't get a timeout called and then uh, or Memphis didn't get the timeout called and FAU won right after that.
2: I don't it, think that call is as bad as you think, Nikosa. It's like the fourth time you mentioned it. I see, it was I bad. It, I, the guy who dove on the ball didn't signal for anything at all. That's where the every rest player around him was yelling the
1: play. He's not looking at. He a was sky. yelling for it though. On the we should not go back to that. It was like three weeks yeah. ago, but yeah, I'm
0: but, just saying. The run was how about a game, that went, a game that
1: could have that could went either way because Memphis also turned the ball over up one or up exactly. three or something. Yes. With yeah, they did to that too. Court, so, easy could have lost that game and now they're playing in the final four. Yeah. I thought Golden, the center Golden, was the difference in that game. He just every time they needed a oh, the, in the first half, he yeah, was the there. First half, he was insane. And Kansas State just—they never—they're not a good defensive team, and that—that that cost them. You know, seventy-nine points, they scored seventy-six, but they couldn't get stops on the stretch when they needed to. And FAU, it's—it is—it's a, a weird. They're not like a Cinderella, but they are. But they're, they're a very good team. You know, the thirty-five. They are. Three, they
0: are. I mean, but they're it, also
1: like FAU. You know, the second time in the tournament, like a nine seed, so. It's a little mixed. I think they're not like a true Cinderella, but the slipper half half fits. Like the
0: seed, the seed line tells you they're a Cinderella, but like they Even, probably yeah. in hindsight should have been a higher than a, a nine seed at thirty and three like heading into the tournament, or twenty nine and three heading into the tournament. Even
1: though is not eight or nine a Cinderella because usually an eight or nine is a pretty decent uh big like program, Now, like an F, like FBU is not. No, they're nowhere. What, no, I mean that's no, they're saying. nowhere near they're like like kind what, of Cinderella just because yeah. of the name. Not the yeah. seed,
0: almost. Okay, well, yeah, they're also nowhere near like what the uh, Arkansas is or Auburns of the world that were also eight and nine seeds would have been.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's always eight or nine that makes it to the Final Four somehow. Like, wasn't UNC an eight last year? Correct.
0: I think they were nine. Eight or nine, whatever it was, they, they, were, they were in that yeah. same so exact.
1: There's, there's always one. I don't think it's way. every year. I think the last two years you're right, but. It I feels like four, year. I don't know. yeah. I think Kentucky, Kentucky did it a couple of years ago. Yeah, they did. Yep.
0: As a nine. Uh, As an eight, 8, I think. When they eight. lost to uh, UConn. Mm. Speaking of UConn, they uh, had the second game on Saturday. They blew out Gonzaga 82-54. to Gonzaga, yes. heading into the game, was the best offensive team in the country, and they scored just 54 points uh, against UConn. Drew Timmy, now done with college basketball. That was his last game. Finally. points, ten rebounds. Felt like he was in it for forever. Yeah. Uh, and then in- Julian Strawther had 11 points. Those were the only two uh, Zags in double digits. And Strawther wasn't even that great. He had 11 points, but he was 0 for 6 from behind the arc, 4 for 15 from the field. Gonzaga. Looks, like,
1: looks like it against UCLA, though. Next game, he goes 0 for 6.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. That was, yeah. Ugh, shame. But Gonzaga was 2 for 20 from behind the arc. Yeah. This game, I mean, UConn benched. I mean, not benched, but UConn had a lot of their uh, bench playing for the second half just because it was such a blowout. Like You never see that in a game between a 4 and a 3 seed usually but they were able to clear the bench. Sunogo had a double-double at 10-10. and 10. Jordan Hawkins had 20-6, and six. man. He's
2: been the best player in the tournament by far, I'd say.
0: Oh, but yeah, by far. Uh, yeah. And then Alex Caravan had 12 as your, uh, the UConn Huskies that had double digits.
1: I think the big story was Timmy getting four fouls and uh, he had to sit most of the game. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't want to feel bad for Drew Timmy because, you know, he's Drew Timmy's achieved a lot, but – that changed the entire game. UConn, Yukon in the second half is a different animal. You've seen all tournament. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable how they come out and make the halftime adjustments. Blew the brakes off them in a competitive first half. But, yeah, I think Timmy, just the foul trouble, I wish. I wish that didn't happen. I wanted to see him yeah, go I was against saying, him.
2: Yeah, I was saying I thought Timmy was going to be the difference maker. I mean, when I picked Gonzaga, my main reason was I didn't think. Timmy was going to be able to get stopped by Sonogo, and how wrong was I, man? And I'm sure UConn fans are glad I keep picking against him <laughs> because they keep winning. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was the difference, man. Timmy didn't really do anything. Like you said, the foul trouble really killed him. But what performance by Sonogo, too. Great, great def- uh, defensive performance.
0: Yeah, he was tremendous as well. And I'm curious to see, because you all know uh, the news that came out, I think, two or three days ago, that Jordan Hawkins has a non-COVID illness that he's been dealing with, so he's not... They're not sure if he's going to play today. We'll. I, so. we'll
1: I, 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 I didn't even practice yesterday, but we'll definitely I not see him not playing. He didn't
0: practice yesterday. Well, Rothstein tweeted that about 20 minutes ago, recording this around 2 o'clock. So it was like 1.40 when he tweeted this. Uh, UConn's Jordan Hawkins with an illness. Uh, he accompanied the team to shoot around today in Houston, but it's, quote, it is to be determined how much he does at shoot around. So we'll see if that means anything. But, I mean, they definitely need him to be uh, playing, and they need him to be somewhat close to 100%. Gigantic
1: loss. That yep. line would shift so much, too, I think. But so definitely would. Definitely would drop. Definitely. Because well, I, I mean, think he's he been plays. the best player in the tournament. I think he plays. I think so, too. And I want to see that matchup, too, against against Isaiah Wong and Pack. Come on. He, that would suck. I would never want to see that, especially a game like this, Elite guard play. So, hope he plays. The question is, if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. Like, if he's
0: got all these flu-like symptoms, is it going to hinder Andrew? his – I mean, yeah, MJ is MJ, though. I, don't, I mean, no disrespect to to Jordan Hawkins, but I don't think he's MJ.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll, I don't. We don't know, obviously, you know how sick he is, but sometimes the adrenaline of the game could, you know, yeah, make you forget that. you know.
0: not yeah, definitely. But... Moving on to the uh, the games on Sunday, Creighton finally lost fifty-seven fifty-six to San Diego State. Uh, I mean, it was a really good game. I. Only watched the second half because it was really beautiful out. I was basket, I was balling up for the first half, but the second half was super back and forth. Great defense, uh, really by both sides. Um, and I know you. We were texting right at the end where you didn't think that. No, I'll go into it. A foul I, call. So I, I thought it was. I thought it was a foul call.
1: Um, no, I did think it was a foul call. I'm
0: I just, thought you said you didn't think it was. Listen,
1: uh, can I, oh, try, I go first? I think it was a foul call, and I know that I may be um, in the minority with this, but that's fine. I think in a tied game, the last 15, 15 seconds, the whistle should change. I know you people on consistency, no. If it's down one or down two, yes. I'd rather see players win the game than a, a ref when they decide the game. Yes, like, it was a foul. Yes, it was a foul. It was not a Regis foul. It wasn't a crazy foul. He, he, also, he also kind of fell when he landed and kind of sold it a little bit. It was a foul. It wasn't a foul to determine the Final Four. I, I don't believe that. Exactly. I, I, I-, I think, yes, it's a foul, but, yeah, just like – You got it. Yeah, make that call. Kyle, I
2: completely agree. That's the point I was kind of trying to make to y'all when we were texting. I was like, I think it's a foul, but literally what you said, you can't make that call there because it's not – it wasn't egregious. And you don't – like you said, Kyle, you want the players to sign the game, not the refs. Yeah. But the thing is –
1: Playing basketball growing up, there was times when the refs would swallow the whistle and you're like, are you serious? And they're like, decide the game. I'm not going to decide it. You decide it. And I just felt like they decided that.
0: It's a tricky situation though because Goodman – Made this point um, right after the game, where yeah, you it's not the most satisfying way to watch a game end on like a whistle like that. Where I mean, it definitely was a foul, but it wasn't the most egregious foul. Like you both alluded to, I mean, Nemhard did get beat and stuck his hand into Tramel's hip. I, I think he probably could have made it without getting hand checked there or hip checked there. But oh. the point Goodman was making was, yeah, you know, it wasn't best foul like people are saying. So all well, the whistle at that point. But if you are because you don't, you quote, don't want the refs to decide the game. But if you swallow the whistle, the ref is inherently giving a advantage to the defense. Then, so they're decide, they're not deciding the game by blowing the whistle, but they're deciding it by not blowing it. If that makes sense. I, I agree.
1: With I that. saw That's that good. tweet too. Yeah. I saw that. I mean, give him five more minutes. Someone decided. Give me five more minutes. Zero zero score. He almost yeah. missed that second free throw too. I, 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 thought, he, he missed I thought he was game. going to. Yeah, me too. Imagine the pressure in that, like you have two shots and you miss the first they so go to the final four. Yeah. I can't wait I can only imagine that. Oh brutal. And then at but the I, end I mean, there was sorry. I think Creighton had a successful season, my eyes coast. Be, I think yeah. they lived up to expectations, Madison's expectations. They had a,
0: they had a they had a good season. I mean, I'll give them I'll give them credit if they return most of their guys. I mean they've got a few guys that might go into the into the draft, so we'll see um how many guys they bring back next year, but if they come back
1: next year, you want to give them some respect. you going to tip your cap to them for the good season. I'll, I'll, hey, yeah, I said they, have, they had a good season. Made the I, elite want, eight. I want, your, I want, I want to hear it from you.
0: They had a good season. They made the elite eight. Uh, give credit to them. The Big East stayed dominant during this tournament. Uh, they were, Creighton was a decent part of that. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, I don't know exactly where I would rank teams right now, but I mean, Creighton, if they return everybody, I'm not going to have them 23rd in the country okay. like I had at the beginning of the year. I'll just say that. Yeah. I, I earned your think...
2: respect a
0: little bit. What?
2: They earned your respect a little bit.
0: A little bit. I'll say maybe like 15. Finally. Four
1: months later. Yeah. Listen, I think it would have been a better game, too, after you versus Cray and then San Diego State. Just I think this is going to be a low-scoring game because of the way that San Diego State plays. Yeah, because
0: they play so slow, and they play such pretty defense. I mean, it's obviously a decent style of play if it got them to the Final Four, yeah. but it's not the most um, fun to watch at times.
1: Mm-hmm. I pleasing.
0: Yeah, it's not the most eye pleasing. We'll Those see. Those games
2: tend to have exciting endings, though, so I'm, it's definitely worth tuning into. I would say. Oh
0: yeah, because usually when you play so slowly, you have many, much less, many, much fewer. That's that's the correct terminology. Much fewer possessions, so it doesn't give as much way to like jumping out to a ten point lead because there are not as many possessions to do so. So, yeah. I mean, it makes for more drama for sure.
1: Yeah, just be careful. I mean, Fu can hit the threes. Uh, they get high, That's the only.
0: Yeah, they can I just feel like
1: it's it's teams. It's difficult to shoot in those big arenas, Final Four. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to predict a good shooting performance. But if FAU has a shooters so, though, but I, I do think it's gonna be a low scoring game too. Cal, you're up in the year right now. Yeah, I didn't bring it out yet. I was. I'm asking. Let's see the show. We're about to. Talk I didn't about. bring it out. Yeah, I'm not bringing it out. Yeah, you gotta, gotta wait time. till
0: game time. Wait till game Come time. On. Okay. So Sunday, the other final game, of the Elite Eight, UConn. Takes down Texas 88 81. Texas, obviously, um, oh, yeah, after the down. Miami, yeah, not UConn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I always, every episode, there's like one word that I met or one thing that I mess up and don't realize. Um, Miami takes down Texas after the game. Texas uh, gave Rodney Terry the full time head coaching job, much deservedly but so. Very dis- great year. But man, I, I, thought, I thought Miami was dead out of the water at like the 10, 11 minute mark. They were mm-hmm. down. They're down what, like 14, 13,
1: 13, 13. Yeah. Mean, Texas would not miss a shot.
0: Yeah. Crazy. I mean, at some point you knew they were going to have to miss because they were shooting like 70% uh, up to that point. But I still thought, you know, 13 points against a good defense. Obviously Miami's guards are amazing and they've got a really good offense, but Miami wasn't showing it as much up to that point. And I figured, again, 13 points in 12, 11 minutes, whatever it was, just would have been a little bit too much to, uh, to overcome. And they proved me wrong. Not prove me, I mean, they proved me wrong from what I was thinking in the moment, but they proved me and all of us right in what we said, uh, heading into that game that Texas would lose to Miami.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, what and, a game! I think Jordan Miller, that was the story of the game 27 points. You got to the rim, whatever you want, seven for seven from the field. I think it was what, the, the 13, 13 for 13, 13 from the line. The, it was, was the, the first, line. it was no the one it. On
0: it was the first game since the uh Christian Leitner game mm. where um, somebody. I I don't know if there was a minimum had I'm sure there had to be a minimum like shots taken, but where they didn't miss a single field goal or free throw first game since the Christian Leitner game.
2: Yeah. I think also I was going to say, I think a really good thing for Miami right now is that they're getting a really balanced scoring from their starters. All five of them had over 10 points. So when you're getting that, you know, when you're spreading out the ball and everyone's making their shots, I mean, it's pretty much impossible to beat a team like that. So man, the U man. I mean, we're all repping it, we're all rocking with them, but really impressive win over Texas Just the way they play I know, just the way they play. Yeah,
1: they're down thirteen, but I never personally felt they were out of it. Just because it the they can just yeah, they they just they play so quick, they play so fast. You kind of knew Texas had to miss a few shots. Um, but just that the last ten minutes that performance, they were dominant. They were completely dominant. They didn't uh, miss a shot themselves. Miami was yeah, just I mean, they just, at that point. They made key stops, they made clutch free throws, clutch shots. It was just a mass, it was a master class again won. who says nil doesn't doesn't buy doesn't buy uh success it not definitely does success.
0: and every so the miller stat i just said 25 points or more was a qualifier so first person with wow. 25 points or more and not missing a field goal or free throw in the game so but 39 minutes Leitner.
2: too.
1: Lightner,
0: yeah uh they didn't really use their bench um miami really obviously aside from um Bensley-Joseph, Bensley-Joseph had 13 minutes. The rest of the bench had to combined 15 minutes. So uh, everybody was getting a lot of time. Uh, the only thing was like Norshado Amir got into foul trouble uh, pretty early. He was limited to 28 minutes as a result of that. But, I mean, even in those 28 minutes, he was so impactful. 11 points, nine had boards. Key, the key steal. Yep. Yeah, he had the big steal at the end. And then uh, Uga Poplar had 16 points on six or seven from the field. He missed only one shot. Nigel Pack had 15 at a big three late. And Isaiah Wong had 14. So I mean,
1: this team. But he was a bit quiet. Said, Isaiah Wong was the best player, I think. We to agree on that. You know, he had uh, 14 points to, what, the what fourth leading scorer on the team. Just uh, yeah, just so like Tina said, their the whole starting lineup can can give you points and can defend. So he's also good because he doesn't like again like he's
2: clearly the guy and the guy they want scoring. But if someone else has a hot hand, he's not the type of player that's like I know I'm still gonna shoot 20 shots tonight. Like he knows he knows his role and he just seems like a winner. He's like yeah, if someone else has a hot hand. I'm more than fine with just moving the ball around and getting the getting the right shot pretty much.
1: I think it's key. Man Miami, Miami only shot eight threes this game. Yep. Yeah. And against Houston, I mean they, they got shot the a work done. They got the work done on the line. They got to the line
0: thirty-two times. Yeah. But they I could mean, they
1: could just play different styles of different styles of basketball and so score eighty nine points and then eighty eight, you know? I mean that's just I thought I thought we should I saw a lot more threes, especially from Pack. But they got they brought it to the paint, they owned the inside and it works. Great coach down there. Grandpa.
0: Jim Laranaga, man. He uh, he at some point it. he will be in life. the Naismith Hall of Fame, especially if he wins this year. I mean, I think regardless of what happens uh, this year, he will be in the Naismith Hall of Fame. I mean, he deserves it. He's really good. I mean, he's taken this Miami team places and doesn't look like it's stopping.
1: He wants to keep yeah. coaching. He said, Yeah, for I respect yeah, it. Let years. him cook. He's Let 73, cook. I think. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yep.
0: But on the, on the Texas side of things, I mean they they still had a great year. Obviously, they were a, a two seed, made the Elite Eight, and Marcus Carr was really good in the first half. He had 17 total points in the game, but faded a bit uh, in the second half. Timmy Allen fouled out towards the end, uh, but he had 16. I forget how late it was when he fouled out, but I, I don't think it would have made a difference. And Serge Varey Rice was phenomenal again uh, off the bench. He had 15, three or six from behind the arc. I mean. Sergio Rice has had a, had a pretty good season, especially a really good tournament. Uh, He's going to be, I think he's out of eligibility now, which is a bit of a shame. I would have liked to see him in a more fleshed out role next year, but obviously if he doesn't have the eligibility, that doesn't matter. So, I mean, I'm still tipping my hat to Texas. They still played a a good game, good 30 minutes, and it was a fun watch, uh, but Miami. Can't stop for you. Final four, can't stop for you.
2: And good on Texas, man. They had a, a lot of shit they had to overcome this year, and they stuck together and found the coach for their future too. In the in the meantime, so um,
1: pretty impressive what they were able to accomplish this year. I would say. I agree too, but again, a missed chance. Uh, you know, that was lead in the second half for the lead eight, You know, great year, but about to kick themselves for sure.
0: Yeah, they definitely are. But moving on to today's games, final four. Let's go. Fau we're finally here,
1: man. We're here after here we four go. months.
0: FAU against San Diego State, 609 PM tip. San Diego State's favored by two points. And this is a game that really, like we've alluded to already, could go either way, man. I don't know uh where I want to go. I mean, I'll let you guys start off here.
2: I I'm jumping at the bit for this game because I've been thinking about it a lot. And I love FAU in this game. I think Kansas State was I thought they were the best team remaining in the lead eight, and FAU really got a Tough, tough win over them. So if they could be a team like Kansas Kansas State State was the best team today. Um, I thought they were like they were playing. I thought the best basketball at the time. I thought better than better than UConn, who was winning by twenty points every game. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe i was just pulling for Kansas State, but I yeah, you could obviously say UConn's playing a little bit better than them. But, um, basically my point is, I thought Kansas State was way too much for a team like FAU to handle, and they proved that they could literally play with anyone they want in the country. They're that talented. So. I think that coming off that big win, I don't see how San Diego State could be able to match up with them. Um, I like FU Center a lot. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Golden. Golden, yeah. Really impressed me against the State. Yeah, the Russian. Um, so, I just, yeah, I think he's going to be too much a handle for San Diego State, and I think FU is going to come out with the win. I think
1: they're going by, like, six points. This game is so tough. I mean, two teams, I think, it's going to be a bit nervous. going to, I think, start the game off cold for both teams. and think a low-scoring mm-hmm. game. And I do like FAU a lot. I just feel like this is usually where the Cinderella just kind of ends. It's always the final four, not the national championship. San Diego State is not a fun team to watch, but they know how to win. And I think if a close game where teams aren't making a lot of shots, that obviously gives an the advantage. And, again, like FAU, I can see them making threes. I can easily see them winning, like Keenan said. But I think San Diego State wins another ugly, low-scoring game where they – they just hit some free throws late to kind of ice it. And win by like five, five or six. Yeah, but I think good. this game go either way. I'm very, very intrigued by it. The first, I think the first ten minutes would be the the biggest indicator in the game.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a good call. I think, I think I'm going FAU here as well. Um, man, I I don't know. I, I it's it's. I'm gonna go with FAU. Okay, right. I, it's just. Yeah. I the only thing that. Really scares me is how good uh, SDSU is at defending the three ball, and like you said earlier, Heenan, like FAU can hit their shots when they're on, they're on, but they also sometimes have been a little bit streaky with it. Again, they're still a, a good three point shooting team, thirty six and a half percent. But if you're going off against an SDSU team that's going to clamp you up from behind the arc, that scares me a little bit, especially when FAU does like to chuck up a lot of threes. Where if SDSU SDSU's perimeter defense is on, it can be a little bit scary. But on the flip side, I think FAU's defense is actually also not that bad, especially on the interior. They're ranked 11th in the country at two-point field goal percentage. And if they can force SDSU to pump the ball, pound the ball inside, try and take a lot of shots inside the paint, I don't think they're going to fall as much as SDSU would like them to. So I'm going to go with FAU here, but it's going to be close, man. I think it's going to be a really... its Again, it might not be... The most pleasant watch. It might not be a game that you're like, yeah. wow, it's 87 80. It's a great game to watch. The team just came it's back to be 13. I think it'll be it, in the 50s. Exactly. Six. I think it'll be in like the 50s. Maybe one team. I'm to be a true 60s. fan of
1: the sport to enjoy yeah. this one, I think. Definitely. I don't know. FAU, that's crazy. FAU in the national championship.
0: Be insane. I mean, I would...
1: <laughs> Dustin, Dustin May. Dustin, not too. Dustin. Yeah, he Dustine. is. Dustin. Sorry. Dustin. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on the extension. So I'm glad he's staying as, you know, bolton for a bigger program like most coaches usually do. It's yeah. crazy. Um, CBS
0: Sports put a story out uh over the weekend, I think, where like when Dusty May first came down, he was like, Oh yeah, it's in Florida. Like it's like he came down thinking, Oh, it's in Florida, it's gonna be beautiful, like it's right on the beach. And he goes down there and he gets on campus, like after he already like signs the contract, uh, he gets down and like he visits the facilities and he walks in there and they're just dingy small garbage facilities and he got like a bad taste in his mouth he like almost wanted to um go back on like signing that contract so then he like went to dinner with his wife or whatever after the fact to try and like decide if he ended if he wanted to stay if he wanted to go back uh and and leave and not actually coach there and his wife convinced him to coach there and now he's in the final four got the program on the national map and they get, yeah, millions
1: of dollars. They're making new, they got millions of dollars in going into the program too. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they're going to be joining the AAC next year. So they're in a good spot under Dustin. What a right job, there. yeah.
1: And kids I want to I
0: think
2: it's going to end today. I think it's going to end today. What? Yeah. I think it's good for the program too, because obviously they're getting a lot of
1: national recognition. But uh, yeah. kids. And San Diego Florida State's in the Mountain West too. So it's yeah. not official, official. Both teams are leaving their conferences. So, but helping them out because can conference get the money the more you advance. So. I guess that's a good parting gift. Yeah, but I was
2: gonna say I think Florida is not a hard place to recruit kids. It's so it's like you said, it's always really nice weather and stuff like that. So if they just improve those facilities a little bit with all this new money that they got coming in and attention, it could be a program that we see making runs in March, you know, consistently for sure. Especially
0: because I think everybody that plays meaningful minutes on this roster has a year or two left of eligibility. So unless anybody goes portaling, which I mean, why would you if you're making the Final Four? They could be in the same spot next year. They could be a team that, like, literally be, a would top be ranked team. top fifteen, top ten yeah. in the preseason. Yep. If they win it all, who knows? Maybe they'll be top five in the preseason if they win it all this year.
1: FAU, but, I still. I mean, I know we've been watching. I'm talking about them, but I, FAU is in the final four.
0: Yep. It's just so crazy to think about. I mean, it's it's crazy that one team between FAU and SDSU will be in the national championship game. And they would take on the winner of the eight forty nine tentative tip off between Miami and UConn. This is this is a game where I mean I, I've been saying it almost every episode now. I feel but like the two teams I was higher on than anybody on the preseason made it to the final four. They're facing off against each other. It's gonna be such a good one. And I mean it, it's gonna be. I think the line is set at five and a half for UConn, but I think it's gonna be a game that doesn't feel like that. Even if it finishes over five and a half, it'll be a game that's back and forth. It feels much better than that.
1: I agree. I, this is, I'm so excited for this game. Um, Not to the first one, but this is obviously the, the marquee one. Two elite teams, elite coaches. I, I mean, elite universities. Remember that Miami's basketball program in the past, but I think it's just going to be a lot. Obviously, a ton of fans of both teams. I think a high-scoring game. I'll let you go first with your prediction, Keenan, before I uh, show off the shirt. I
2: think this might be the toughest game that we've had to pick all tournament. I'm so torn.
1: That's easy to say now.
2: I know, but I'm going to go. I've been picking against UConn the whole time, so I'm not going to start picking them now. Um, I'm going to go with Miami here, fellas. I just think there's a little outside factors playing into this game. Uh that I find interesting, which like obviously they're like this is a random side story, but I just read something that a few UConn players, including Sonogo, are fasting for one of their mm-hmm. religious beliefs, which is great. Yeah, like, I'm nothing all that. But obviously your energy is gonna be a little bit zapped if you're not eating or drinking for mm-hmm. I don't know what the period of time is. Um I think it's Sundown, sun, okay. sunrise to sunset. Mm-hmm. So I think sometime around halftime they're able to like, you know, fuel up and get some energy going. But I just find that factor a little bit interesting and I don't know how it's gonna play out. Um, so I think, I don't know, that is literally the only thing that's probably making me take Miami here because I think the teams are so even, um, because they're, because
1: they're fasting that Miami's going to win play as a play, play play, was a play.
2: I'm so torn. That's why that's why I think it's the only thing that is making me lean towards Miami just because I think Mm Sonogo's energy might be a little bit zap because of that. That's the only difference I could see. I like both these teams a lot. I think they're both very good. So, but just because of that, I'm going Miami. I think they're going to have a little bit of a competitive advantage.
0: No, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I saw that also. It was Sunogo and two others. I think, I think
2: Hawkins was one of them. No, it wasn't Hawkins. It was, I think uh, it was two I got, bench uh... players.
0: Yeah. I thought it was two starters. Was two yeah. guys that don't play a lot. Uh okay. Well, it was Sunogo and I guess two guys that don't play a lot. But whatever. I mean, if Sunogo is one of them, and even if, um, the fast, I think the fast is only during the day, and like after at the night you can or the Other way around, I don't know yeah, entirely, once the sun sets. Once the yeah, sun sets. but still, either
2: way, like you're not going to be as energized as you necessarily would be. And I mean, it's, if it's at 8 49, they might well think about it, it's, it's different time zone, so it's probably what like five o'clock or not five, probably like 6 out there when the game starts in Houston. So
1: Texas, two hours, I think, one so. hour, one hour. Oh, so one I thought it was one, oh, hour. one hour, you sure, mm. yeah, okay, still. So listen, all the signs say UConn. They have been the most dominant team. Maybe a tournament history so far with what we've seen, blowing out teams in yeah. the second half. Right. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. They have the better team. But it's just something about yeah. the U. There's something about them. They were Miami has been underdogs the last two games. I mean, I don't understand the line. I think it should be closer, but it doesn't matter. I'm going Miami, money line. Nigel Pack will score 30 points. And we'll win. And guess what? Guess what? In overtime, a great mm-hmm. game, an instant classic, ninety-one eighty-eight, Miami. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be amazing. Yeah,
2: okay. yeah. I'm taking. Just
1: before you go, I forgot to mention
2: this. Another reason why I just thought about why all signs are pointing towards Miami. I mean, like you mentioned before, Hawkins is a little bit of a question mark with his health. Mm-hmm. So again, if his energy is not there, that's another thing that you got to look out for. So I think that's just another reason why. I- I'm rolling with the U too,
1: Cal. And plus, I think I said the weather too. It's really nice out, so I think that's just like a sign from Mother yeah. Nature. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm rolling with Miami also, man. I mean, UConn is better. better. We all agree that UConn, UConn is, is a better, a better team. team.
2: UConn's definitely better. UConn is
0: a better team, but Miami has better guard play, and it's worked so well for them all year. They've been so fun to watch, and I think I think they get it done. They get it done. I'm not going to make a score prediction or anything, but they they take on. A f- the battle of no yeah it would be a battle of florida miami versus fau in my national championship game
2: as do i, I have the same i got san diego state but do we want to pick the national championship Who we got winning or yeah, might as well i'll start us off because i for some reason i'm oddly confident about my pick um i got fau beating miami in the final wow. um i just think what? there's there's something in sports that certain teams are just like teams of destiny and i get this feeling with this FAU team that they're gonna find a way to win in the natty. So you just mess with the would, mojo for today at least I would have predicted it, but FAU win in the natty. That's what I got.
0: Yeah, I can't agree with you. I'm going with Miami over FAU. I don't know if that game would be particularly close. I like Miami a lot more uh than FAU. Like they're both similar styles and the fact that they're pretty guard heavy, but Miami is just better uh with their guards. And I want to see Miami get the first national championship, and I think we will.
1: Yeah, I got Miami and then San Diego State. I think that it might be a sloppy game in the first half, but in the end, Miami would just be too good or we'll make more plays and they'll win. They won the half championship. Like I agree with you, Nikos. Um, but Hina, you just messed up with the Miami mojo. Wow. He really did. You just threw you just got off the train at the very last stop. We're liddy about to enter like paradise. I'm and on you're the like, Florida nah.
2: train and then I you know oh, you off and I trended towards the FAU. You've never
1: been on the train. You said Kansas State was the best team like ever second two <laughs> minutes ago. You were
2: yeah, never I on know FAU. I
1: just got on the train after they beat them. I had to. If they to beat play. Kansas State, that's the reason why. I, okay. Yeah, don't well, they're true. gonna lose, I think they're gonna lose today. So unfortunately, I think.
2: Imagine the odds on that preseason though. If someone sprinkled like FAU national championship, it was probably plus what? I have right no idea. I, it's
0: like twenty thousand or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw the ESPN thing, but I forgot it too. Yeah. Just imagine that if they end up finding a way to win, that'd be crazy. They were like, they were the highest.
2: They would be the highest, like a uh, free tournament odds the highest two and nines never won it. I like think eight's the highest it's ever been.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing lower than an so the the one, two, three, four, six, seven, and eight have all won it. I don't think there's been a five, and there's been nothing below an eight.
2: We could see both this year if it's a Miami final. I don't know. I five a won. I kind of
1: forgot about that. Yeah, I don't. I'm like almost certain. Well, my I'm championship late. are both five, so if I would have to win. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I mean it's just. If you would have told us again, we, we started this podcast, we're going to be, you know, ending it talking about the final four between San Diego State and FAU and Miami and UConn. I would have laughed, especially after we saw Seen Hall beat UConn. Uh, we did a pod about it and we were all juiced up. Yeah. Now, this team is best odds to win the national championship.
0: Yeah, by far. I don't know, it'll be a fun final four. I'm sure we'll talk again before the uh championship game. So I think that'll do it for this episode of three point play i'm justin acosia
1: i'm jack heenan as always i'm patrick calgar
0: thank right you again you. thank you again for listening to three point play make sure you follow our socials especially our instagram to know when an episode uh, has been published three point play pod is our instagram our twitter which we haven't really used it's three point underscore play share this with your friends leave a review whatever you got to do it's been a great season and hopefully we have a great final four
2: we'll see you for the Next show the national championship preview of what it's all been sure. building towards. So see you then.